Well, you know, it's good to have a couple of off days today after that really embarrassing loss on Monday night. For today's episode, we're going to get into a couple of more ways as to why or how Ron Hextall has really screwed over this team this season. A couple updates when it comes to trade stuff with the Jeff Petrie rumor and then a nugget from Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. All that plus so much more is coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO Penguins. And, of course, Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's jump right into it. Apologies if my voice is a little weird. Um, I don't know if any of you all get this in your mouth. These like annoying canker sores that are like, you know, near your gums up th- up there down to the sides and stuff. I have one on the right side of my mouth and it is affecting my ability to speak a little bit. So I apologize if my voice is a little weird, but <clears throat> let's get into um, just how Ron Hextall has really screwed this team over in multiple ways this season. Um, someone sent me a tweet last night after the game, and, and I had to do, and I did a little bit of research um, on if I can go back here <clears throat> and find it. Because um, I put originally put out, you know, I'm not blaming the core for the failure so far this season. The top six has shown up. Chris Tang has shown up. It's the other parts of the roster that have really sunk this team, and that's the GM's fault. And I, and I will stand by that. Um, if you are blaming the top six and you're saying the Penguins problems are because, oh, they brought the gang back together. They brought the core back. They should have went out and signed Vince Trocek and John Klingberg and all that. I am sorry. You are deranged and you cannot see the forest for the trees. Those people that think like that, they have probably only watched two games this season. Those people do not know that if Kenny Malkin and Cindy Crosby have played every game this season and they had a well over a point per game. Chris Tang, yeah, had a little bit of a rough start. I think he's been playing a much better hockey as of late. And, oh yeah, Jake Gensholmer, Carter Raquel have been very good as well this year, as well as Jason Zucker. So again, bringing back the core has not, and is not, is not, excuse me, and has never been the problem. It's that, I, I will stand by that. You look at the stats. I mean, they, they are right there for you to see. And I got this tweet back from his name is Canadian Pens on Twitter, Canadian Pens fan. He said, like I said, when 8.7 million is your highest AAV and you cannot field a half decent team with 74 million to, uh, with the rest of your cap space, there are no excuses. There just aren't. And <clears throat> that got me thinking. So I went to the Penguins cap friendly and I looked at, you know, the overall money that they have tied up to the top four players, Scrawthy, Malkin, Montagne, and Gensel. They have $28 million tied up to those four players and excuse me they still have no cap space how is that possible heck we can even go this a step further 8.7 million 7.1 million for Evgeny Malkin that is what 15 million basically that's not even 16 million combined to your two franchise icons you want to up that a little further we'll go to chris tank that's 21 22 million in reference you know in comparison excuse me 
Look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Marner, Matthews, <clears throat> Nylander, Tavares, Morgan Riley. They take up well over half of their salary cap space. And oh yeah, they just figured out a way to go out and get <clears throat> Ryan O'Reilly from the St. Louis Blues. Teams like that are still figuring out how to get good players under the salary cap. But yeah, the Penguins can't because, you know, their GM screwed them. You had all of the right pieces in place. I can take this a step further. You had Ricard Raquel there and Jason Zucker. That's only $39 million to all those players. Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Gensel, Raquel, and Zucker. That's $39 million. That's not even half of your salary cap space. You have all of the hard work done when you're Ron Hextall. And you're telling me you still screwed up the rest of that roster? It makes no sense. And you had cap space this summer if you wanted it. You didn't have to go out there and sign Kasperi Kapin. You didn't have to go out there a couple years ago and sign Brock begin to 40 years and almost $3 million per. You didn't have to give Jeff Carter that extension only halfway through the season last year. Have it be your first extension when you had so many other deals to take care of first. But he did. And those three deals plus a couple others, I'll even throw Jan Rudin in there. I think he's been fine, but it was also just an unnecessary signing. You add all this up plus other signings as well. Look at how much money Jeff Petrie's making, but you know he's kind of been average this season. <clears throat> it's no wonder why the GM is the real big one to blame here. I will sit. I will definitely hear arguments for Mike Sullivan. I don't think he's been that good of a coach this season. His deployment has been spotty at best. His his love for Brian Dumoulin is probably a bit too much. His love for Jeff Carter is way too much. But you know, show me a coach outside of John Tortorella who would maybe scratch someone like Carter. And you know, that I, I, I don't really know. I was trying to finish off that stand. I think you all know where I'm going. With that, you know, show me any other coach who would do that and, you know, I'll make you a millionaire, I guess. It's just, there aren't many that are going to do that just because they have so much respect for that player. I I know, I know that's probably not the answer you want to hear. I'm just trying to give you all the rationale um, behind it. Excuse me. So, you know, you add all this up and again, it's really the GM's fault that he has, that that they are this bad this season. You didn't need to go out and trade Matheson for Petrie. You didn't need to go out, you know, and trade John Reno for a player who right now is not even in the NHL. You didn't need to go out there, you know, <clears throat> and sign that entire third line to contracts. You know, Teddy Bluger, you could have traded him during the offseason. You decided to keep him. That's looking really foolish right now <clears throat> as well. You could have traded Brian Dumoulin of the offseason. They decided not to. But when it comes down to it, you had money to play with and you you have all of the, your good pieces in place this offseason. You, you brought back the top six. You brought back your number one defenseman. Your number one goalie was signed. Those are the hard pieces when you are building an NHL roster. Everything else after should be easy. I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't give a, a lot of these GM sympathy when you have all these pieces in place. The same thing I would say goes for Rutherford when he screwed up the outer edges of the roster. The same thing has happened here with Ron Hextall, except it's just been put at an amplified degree because of how bad the team has been this season. And a lot of those moves in the bottom six, those are his guys. Brock McGinn, his guy. 
Jeff Carter, his guy. He's very captain, you know, <clears throat> Rutherford's guy, but who decided to extend him when he didn't deserve it? Ron Hextall. Fourth line, Josh Archibald, his guy. I will say this, <clears throat> he played well in the early parts of the season. He's not doing much right now. And when he's not scoring, you're really not noticing him much out there, which is unfortunate because he did have a really good first half before he got hurt. Ryan, Ryan Paling, he's been hurt, which stinks. Drew O'Connor, ups and downs for him. Teddy Bluger, he's not doing nothing. He's become a meme at this point because he cannot score to save his life. You decided to bring back the same goaltender tandem when you easily could have went out there and signed someone to help Tristan Jari a little bit because he's been banged up throughout his career. <clears throat> you add all that up and you get a very, you know, mid-team, as the kids like to say. It's another word for average if you are a little bit older. Um, that's where we are. And I think that's part of the reason why they haven't made a move yet because, <clears throat> you know, part of me thinks he actually does make, like this team. Another part of me thinks, you know, he doesn't really know how to make all the money work because he screwed himself with a lot of these deals. And <clears throat> I also go back to a tweet that I saw last night um, from Jesse Marshall, if I can find, uh, actually, I'm trying to find this tweet here um, from Jesse Marshall. Yeah, he talked to Charlie O'Connor of the Philadelphia Flyers beat on the Athletic, and he said, you know, you know, the issues that were persisting on and on during Hextall's tenure, players like Valtteri Fupla, Philpilla, excuse me, Andrew McDonald, Dave ha Coach Dave Hextall, but it's different with Mike Sullivan. He said he did not do anything at all, and he refused to believe that these were the issues, and he made his bid with them. And that is exactly what he is doing. Just even summed it at the bottom. That is exactly what he is doing right now <clears throat> with the Penguins issues. He's refusing to see the third line as an issue. He keeps saying, I like my team on paper, blah, 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 blah. But again, that doesn't mean crap. You go off what they're doing on the ice. You, I know he is not stupid enough to see that this is, you know, this is, you know, I don't want to say this. I know he is not that stupid to see that, oh yeah, this isn't working. Of course he knows that. He's not going to go out there and say it to the media and all that, but I'm sure him and Brian Burke are probably like, okay, the bottom six is not working. We need to get an upgrade or two, but you know, it's just something maybe some of the prices are a bit high right now, but he's made his own bed. I don't think he's going to be coming back after this season. I'll say that, but you know, he is the main reason why this team is where it is right now. That's that's the really the summary of this first segment. It's not good enough. It hasn't been good enough all all season. And you know he's he's lying. He's he made his bed and he's lying in right now. But that wraps up this first segment. Coming up in the second segment, we're gonna get to a, a trade rumor that I saw today um, from Pittsburgh Hockey Now and why um, you know just don't believe everything you see on the internet. But before I get to that. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, the America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and the release drain. Right now, the NBA is considered to be on <clears throat> their all-star break. But later this week, the Lakers are playing the Warriors. You know, I might be a little bit bold and take the Lakers' money line on that. I think LeBron is, you know, he's going to be playing in that. I think he's going to really try to lead the Lakers to the playoffs in this final stretch of the season. And, you know, I'm also doing this because I grew up a little bit of a Lakers fan. I've just grown out of love with the NBA. 
a little bit. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA and locked on. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So let's jump right into this. So I did see a rumor today. Um, this came from Dan Kungurski of Pittsburgh Hockey Now, and he ran a story on his site that says, if I can just make sure I have this here, ready to go. Penguins have made Jeff Petrie available for the annual trade deadline. Um... I'll say this, I checked in on that, talked to a couple people that probably more in the know than I am, close to the team. Um, Based on what I've heard, I'd be surprised if he was actually available. That's all I got. Again, I've said this every time. I do not claim to be Elliot Friedman, Piero Brun, Darren Dreger, or any of those people. I have not and will never have those kind of sources probably. But, you know, I do hear stuff. At times, I do have people that I can check in with and, you know, that are closer to the team than I am. I mean, be like, hey, you know, have you heard this? So I checked in with a couple people and they have not heard that. So I'm kind of debunking at this point. I really don't think it makes any sense to move Petrie this deadline. Um, if you do that, you know, you're kind of just, you know, A, you're kind of waving the right, the white flag. And these kind of go, these kind of go together. Um a, your defense gets worse because you don't have that good of a puck mover on your right side. And B, you're kind of waving the white flag. Unless you're getting like, I don't know, Timo Meyer back. Or something like Jacob Trickman maybe. But he also plays on the opposite side. So I don't really know how that would work. But, you know, I just don't really see um, them trading Petrie. And I was discussing I was discussing this with my buddy um, today as well. You know, I don't think a lot of teams are going to look around the league. And especially someone who's 35 and he's making 6.5 per year and they're going to say oh yeah that's him like oh that's the guy to go get no i, I don't i think if the penguins were to trade him it would have to be like a salary dump kind of deal and besides they're going for it this year they also just acquired him over the offseason i can't see them giving up on him 50 plus games in the season i, I think that's a little ridiculous <clears throat> if you ask me again it only makes sense if you're getting someone equally as good or better on the right side, maybe you could, again, maybe in a chicken deal, but also at the same time, again, he plays on the left side. He's not going to play on the right side. You know, you're kind of just, you know, <clears throat> you're adding someone better on the left side, but you're also subtracting someone that was good on the right side there. Um, <clears throat> I think in the article, Kongoski says, you know, you have to give to get with these kind of deals, but I don't really think teams are going to be looking at acquiring Jeff Petrie. Um, definitely do not think that. I think Petrie, <sighs> look, He's been fine. You know, has he been as good as I thought he would be? No. Uh, has he been as bad as some other people thought he would be? Also, no. He's just been perfectly average. And, you know, that's probably not good enough because he is making over $6 million per year. He's a bit older now. Um, but he has been fine in the games that he's played. But I still want him to reach a level. You saw his game come to a good level on, on Monday night against the Islanders where, you know, he really let that shot bomb. From the point, he also keeps things very simple on the power play, which I like. Um, I, you know, he was never really touted as a good player on the power play <clears throat> when he was coming over to Pittsburgh in the trade from Montreal. But <clears throat> from what I've seen this season, he looks like he's been doing it for years. Um, keeps things very simple. His puck movement is crisp along the point. 
know, he only does a couple of passes before he fires the one-timer. And you, know, you saw that last night. The second unit keeps things simple. He gets the puck, bombs a one-timer, goes off the crossbar. Jason Zucker is able to clean up the garbage. You know, <clears throat> you don't see as much of that from someone like Crystal Tang just because I think he's always trying to set up Malkin and Crosby. And I understand that because those, you know, they're those two are also surefire Hall of Famers. But sometimes I do want to see Latang keep it a little more simple. <clears throat> on the power play. And I'm liking what Petrie is doing on that unit. So I think he's definitely been improving there. Um, I, I like the Pedersen Petrie pairing. I think it's been one of the best second pairings in the league this season. So <clears throat> I think that's another reason why he's probably not going to get traded. Um, again, I think it's kind of just, I think it's kind of nonsense. Uh, that report, you know, I think Dan's a, a, a good guy at least, but you know, from at least from what I've heard, I, I, I just don't think that's true. Um, so, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does get traded. Probably not, but I'll eat crow if he does, but you know, I just don't think it makes any sense for them to trade him. And and I also don't think a lot of other teams are going to be, um, really wanting him at the down. If you, if there's one defenseman you could maybe trade or want to, it's Jan Ruda. He's a luxury. You just really don't even need right now. They didn't have to sign him for three years. That was it. 2.75 of the off season. You, you had a good top six. Even before, even after the Petrie trade, right? Dumoulin Latang, because they weren't going to trade Dumoulin. Patterson Petrie, Joseph Ruedel, Freeman's right there. You usually could have walked in the season with that and yet yeah, let Jan Ruda go somewhere else. And again, that's almost 3 million more cap space. You take away that and Kasperi Kapanen's deal, <clears throat> that's over 6 million in cap space this summer. That's a Nino Nino writer. Again, it goes back to Ron Hextall, why he really screwed up with a lot of decisions this summer. It goes back even further than that. But, you know, this team. <clears throat> They could have had a lot more cap space than they currently than they had going into the season, and, and it really screwed them by not having Ty Smith up to start the year. Because um, had they had the cap space available to them, especially with Jan, in Jan Ruda's case, had they didn't sign him or maybe Kapanen, he's probably up to start the year. And who knows where you know where POJ is right now? Maybe he's the number seven guy, but you know things could have been way different, to say the least. So that wraps up this segment when it comes to Jeff Petrie. And that rumor that I saw coming up in the third segment, we're going to get into um, something I heard during the Jeff Merrick show today and why, please, Jeff Merrick, the Penguins do not need to add toughness at the deadline. I am so tired of hearing about this. I'm going to tell you why they do not need that at the deadline and why the player that he suggested is just a ridiculous um, suggestion. But before <clears throat> I get to that, our next partner has the project you literally every day. I start taking athletic games because I never really have time in the morning. I wanted their gut health, more energy, and all that good stuff. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of athletic games, you're resorting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special band of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. Apologies on that. Um, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It also has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and there's and that's it. There's no need for a million different, you know, different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Games is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, 
Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. My Twitter is just getting blown up right now. Did a trade happen or something? Or am I just like people were just blowing up my mentions? Okay, no, it's just in reference to my capital suite because that would have been funny if uh, a trade broke <clears throat> while I was recording this. But no, Ron Hextall is still asleep at the wheel. Um, I love listening to the Jeff Merrick show. Let's start with this. I think he does a great job with it. He brings on Elliot Freeman. It's a segment I listen to every day while I'm working. Get lets the time go by. <clears throat> Helps my anxiety and all this stuff. Um, it just takes my mind off a lot of things. You know, my anxiety was really bad over the weekend, but you know, having some better days these last couple of days, thankfully. But <clears throat> while I was listening, and his thumbnail for the episode he uploaded on Apple Podcasts was should the penguins add toughness? I'm like, oh boy. Here we go. Am I going to have to listen to this? Yes, I'm going to have to listen to it. And I did. And <clears throat> his main takeaway from that game against the Islanders was thinking about Brian Burke and how they used to work with him and how he would be seething at how this team doesn't have enough toughness. And all I could do was this for those on YouTube. For the sound effect, people at home that are not watching on YouTube, that was just the sound effect. That was me facepalming because <clears throat> I am just like, that is the furthest thing this team needs right now. I am all for a player who brings a little bit of an edge, but they have to be able to play the sport <clears throat> of hockey. And the player that he named in this segment was, you know, he, he's just spitballing here. I don't, he, the Penguins are probably not interested in it, but he was like, he basically just says like, well, you know, if, if I'm Brian, Bur you know, I'm thinking when from Brian Burke's ears or Brian Burke's head, and I know how we used to work with him and stuff, you know, Maybe they're giving the Ottawa Senators a precursor recall about Austin Watson. And I'm like, Austin Watson? What? <laughs> like, <clears throat> let's just focus on the on-ice stuff here. The off-ice stuff, you all can look that up. That's a whole That's a whole different story. Details are bad. Um, I'll say that. Again, let's just focus on the on-ice stuff here. This season, 52 games. Four goals, six points. That's the player y'all want to – Jeff Merrick wants to add to the Penguins' bottom six? Hello? Is, is, are we, are, is he an AI drone here or something like that? I just – it makes no sense to me. His underlyings are also brutal. I know the Senators are not that good, but well below 50% in, in Corsi, well below 50% in scoring chances, well below in high-danger chances as well. What? Like, the whole the, – the fan base and a lot of the media members have been saying, oh, yeah, like <clears> – <throat> Third line and center, maybe getting a goaltender, maybe a, a left-handed defenseman like Jacob Chikrin. That's a little bit of a lower possibility, but you all get catching my drift here. Jake McCabe, something like that. <clears throat> Just another, or again, those are the main ones that I think a lot of the fan base and a lot of the main members, including myself, have been saying. But <clears throat> toughness, just because <clears throat> Crystal Tang and Evgeny Malkin were in the box once, I understand. You know, the Islanders won that trade-off and they win that 100% of the time. But <clears throat> this is not something that has gone on any time. This season, it is very rare for the Penguin Stars to get that riled up. <clears throat> and again, I don't mind adding a little more snarl to the lineup and a third line winger and a third line center as long as they can actually contribute offensively in play. I don't need someone like a Tom Sestito or an Austin Watson coming in here or something like that. <clears throat> That's not going to improve the team's bottom six. Austin Watson, he will make the bottom six worse. I understand Brockman again has gone 23 games without a goal. He is still probably better than Austin Watson. That is a sad, that is a sad reality. Because for a captain, he is maddening. He is better than Austin Watson. Jeff Carter, he's, oh, maybe, okay, maybe the only player you could argue that is better than, um, that Watson is better than is maybe Jeff Carter. Um, <clears throat> outside of that, 
maybe Teddy Bluger, but he's also, you know, he's been washed all year. Outside of that, you know, you know, he's not even a really a pure center. He would just play wing. Um, <clears throat> there's no need for it. I just, I had to bring up that up on the show because I'm like, wait, again, certainly from an on ice perspective, he doesn't bring anything that they need. That is so far down the list of deadline needs <clears throat> that are for this team where it's like, what? Again, I know he's spitballing and maybe I'm just overreacting a little bit, but it just makes no freaking sense. I just, ugh, you know, silly season really does get the best of you sometimes, doesn't it? Um, but no, I really wanted to touch on that today and just <clears throat> get into that for this final segment. I'll get in with this, this, <clears throat> this is a joke right now. Um, GM's got to do something very soon. Tomorrow, it's going to be nine days until the deadline. It's crunch time here. Got some tough games coming up. The Oilers are coming to town on Thursday. We're going to preview that game on Wednesday. It's going to be very tough to win, obviously, but got the Blues after that. Got a lot of tough games next week. Got Tampa. I got Tampa Bay on Sunday, I believe. You go to Nashville next week. Put up our shut-up time, man. Got to start winning some games, banking some points. GM's got to come out and help this team. I will also say this one more time. For the people that think they're probably going to sell at the deadline, I got some bad news for you. Juan Hextall keeps doing these interviews. He did, he did, he just did one with Pierre LeBron. They're not going to sell. They're not going to sell. Unless they lose every game until the end of next Friday. And even then, maybe they could still theoretically be in the race. I still don't think he's going to sell. I think it's more likely that he would stand packed and punt on this season than sell. I still think he is going to add a piece or two. I don't know if it's going to be a blockbuster, but I still think he is going to come out of his shell, come out of hiding, and make a move to help this team. We'll just have to see what it is. I know Your confidence level in him is probably lower than mine. Well, it's probably about the same as mine, I should say, but it's time. There's no excuses. Mr. Passive needs to come out and make a deal ASAP. You know, it's it's past time because this team has never felt more in danger in terms of missing the playoffs than it has right now in the Sigino era. And I'm going to end with that. So thank you so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Tomorrow we're going to preview the game against the Edmonton Oilers. And then Thursday we'll recap it. And then Friday we'll get you set for this weekend's slate against the Blues and the Lightning. So thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I'll talk with you all again on Wednesday. Have a great night.